What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Movie Crush, the mini crush edition. To my left is Noel. You're left? Yeah, I guess that's true. So we're, we're, we're sort of reversed. I'm facing the door. Your back is to the door. So left and right, up and down. Who knows? <laughs> Topsy-turvy here in the Movie Crush studio. Did you listen to this week's episode, our episode? Yeah. It was so funny. You were talking about the one that just published? <laughs> yeah. What did we talk about? I was genuinely laughing at the end. It was so great. It's when we started riffing on... Uh, when you, uh, you know, take care of my kid. Oh, yeah, that's you right. That's right. That, that, that was good. So oh, funny. yeah, that was good. Oh, that was a good, that's a good she trope. She has a tendency to get dehydrated. <laughs> that was fun. I laughed it. I rewound that Noel like three I'm times. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's fun that we can even get a little joy out of listening to these stupid mini crushes that we record. That brings us so much joy. It really does. And I, I always say this, and I'm going to say it every time. Uh, it's We always do it in the morning. Uh, it's a nice way to set the tone for, for a day for it me. sets I, the tone, It Noel. really, really does. Tone setting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, Noah, we're going all social studies. Social studies on movie crush. Uh, all social studies, all the time, Love and it. I'm pulling out of. Uh, I'm pulling out a, a few old ones. Some of these up to a year old, because they have stacked up with great comments. I'm going to go ahead and start it off with uh, best last line of a movie. Mm. We did this in March. It is now the end of August, Yeah, so it seems appropriate. Here we go. Uh, Jenny Ann says, the end of Arrival, so moving, uh, tearing up just thinking about it. What was the line? He says, you want to make a baby? And she says, yes, yeah. Very simple. Yeah. But in con- context of the film. That's yeah, true. Ooh, doggy, that movie that one, made me cry. That one had a good, I don't know if you call it a twist. It's kind of a twist. 
It's a twist. Yeah. I don't know, we shouldn't spoil it if anyone hasn't seen it, but it, fl- <laughs> it, it flips a little bit of expectations. Let's put it that way. Flips expectations. Yeah, I right. like that. I like that movie a lot. It, 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 I felt the same way. It made me very verklempt. Uh, let me see here. Michelle Johnson, After My Own Heart, from The Breakfast Club. But what we found out is that each one of us is a brain and an athlete and a basket case, a princess and a criminal. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. I watched that Great. on the plane. You finally saw it? I did. Did you watch the whole thing? I didn't make it all the way through. You know, it was a short, it was a ride to Orlando. Um, so you watched an hour of it? I watched an hour <laughs> of it. But I have to tell you, there's a really funny part that I, that I, I want to mention. The, okay. the, the principal, or, yeah. the, or, the, or the whatever. Paul the, Gleason. He's a dick. Like he's, uh-huh. But there's a scene where he's dressing down Judd, uh, Judd, Nelson, Judd Nelson in like yeah. the utility closet or whatever. Mm-hmm. He says, I make $34,000 a year <laughs> and have a mortgage. Yeah. You're a piece of trash. But I love that. Was For he sure. saying that was a lot of money or uh, not a lot of money? Yeah. I mean, I think in, in the context of 1986 or 87. Yeah. Uh, that was an impressive number, maybe. I think so for a, for a principal. As a, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It was an interesting scene. It is funny how things have changed, because uh, that was I'll go ahead and say that was my starting salary as a writer at How Stuff Works. Yep. I think was like thirty three thousand dollars a mm-hmm. year, and after taxes, it's not very much money. No, no, you know? it's not. Because taxes enough, are out of control. Yeah, it's enough to like eke by on your bills yep. and live uh, spoon to mouth. Exactly. Yeah, that was a funny part. That is, that line has not aged well. Mm. <laughs> uh, old pal Alec, uh, I'm sorry, Alex Glasnovich says, I'm going home to sleep with my wife, Mr. Green from Clue. Ah, You still haven't seen that one yet either. No, I haven't. Are you going to watch the second hour of Breakfast yeah, Club or, I, that, or were what, you like – No, eh. that's what I do. No, I loved it. That's, that's okay. always what I do. Like I've watched whole series on plane rides. Okay. Like so, yeah, I'll definitely go back and finish it. All right. Uh, Paul Cook, uh, no, you'll look like this one. Fight Club may not age well, he says, but it ends well. You met me at a very strange time in my life. Cue the pixies. Where's my mind? Perfection. I also always thought that was a neat moment because it kind of makes you realize the whole movie was really just a love story. He manufactured the whole character of Tyler Durden just as a way of getting to yeah. uh, this love interest. Marla. Marla, yeah. Yeah. I know people shit on that movie because of its broiness or whatever, but it was a very important movie to me at the time. Sure. And I still think it, it has some interesting storytelling qualities. Uh, Mike Doyle says this, because he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him because he can take it. Yeah. Because he's not our hero. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, a dark knight. Yes. Mm. Good stuff. Good writing. David S. Goyer. Goyer? Did you write that? Oh, I don't know. Is that who it was? I think it was. Have you ever written a screenplay or anything, Noel? No. I got to tell you, writing the last like page of a screenplay is pretty special. I bet. Not only because you're finishing. <laughs> That's a big part of it. Yeah. But like, uh, you, you, you want to wow them at the end, you of know? Of course. Those last lines are important. Totally. Important. Yeah. With a D. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll give it a try. I've, I've, got, I've got a little book of notes of real life shit that I overhear that I think would work really well in the screenplay. Oh, yeah? That possibly exists in my okay. brain. We'll see. You're collecting. I like it. Let me see here. Oh, wow. This is a great one. Uh, Lindsay Livingston says, eventually all things merge into one and a river runs through it. How do you feel about the last line that has the name of the movie in it? I think it's great. You think it's good? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when it works. Yeah, for sure. But it absolutely works in that movie. Yeah, I think so, too. 
But that does sort of remind me of the little bit that you showed me. With right. The... <laughs> Welcome to Jurassic Park. It's been one <laughs> week since you looked at me. <laughs> exactly. That was a funny bit. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Jonathan Cooley from the Diary of Anne Frank. I still believe, in spite of everything, that people are still truly good at heart. I like what you're laying down there, Cooley. Positivity. Uh, old pal Austin Handler. Uh, depending on which version of Blade Runner you subscribe to, either Gaff's last line from Final Cut, it's too bad she won't live, but then again, who does? That's a good line. Or Deckard's last voiceover uh, line in the monologue and the, uh, theatrical release. Gaff had been there and let her live. Four years, he figured. He was wrong. Terrell had told me Rachel was special. No termination date. I don't know how long we had together. Who does? Like the first one better. Yeah. More succinct. Yep. Hits you hits you in the heart place a little quicker. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen Michael Lynn says, Michael Corleone lies to his wife Kay about killing Carlo at the end of The Godfather. The way he coldly and easily delivers that no gives me chills just thinking about it. Yeah, that's great. It shows his true transformation. Yeah, for sure. Uh, ben Harrison of Friendly Fire was just talking about uh, The Godfather essentially being a movie about um, a man and his wife. Mm-hmm. Sort of set amongst the world of a gangster family, but right. a man being true to his wife and true to his word, which is uh, – there could be an argument made for that. And I just spent the weekend with Ben Harrison and Adam Pranica of The Greatest Generation and Friendly Fire. We all went to the lake together. Uh, along with uh, our booking agent that we all share, Josh Lindgren. Oh, nice. And the wives. And boy, we had a great time. That sounds fun. We drank a lot. <laughs> They're younger, Noel. I forgot. These day drinkers. Oof. Yeah, I have a hard time with that myself. They put a hurting on me. I hung, though. I hanged. Proud of you, Chuck. <laughs> uh, let me see here. All right, how about this from Wyatt Earp? Brooks Hudgens says this, because I know you like that movie, Noel. Oh, no, you love. Oh, no, this is Tombstone. It is the character Wyatt Earp in Tombstone. Yeah, isn't that... Uh, delivering the final line. Who plays Wyatt Earp? That's Kevin Costner, right? No, he played Wyatt Earp in Wyatt Earp. Shit. Who was in Tombstone? Uh, Val Kilmer Val played Kilmer's Doc, Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday. He, he's your huckleberry. Uh, I don't know. Look it up real quick. Right, cool. But here's the last Good line. Luck. I haven't seen that in a long time. Tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. That's good. Not bad. It's, uh, it's Kurt Russell. Oh, of course it is. And Sam Elliott is in it as well, playing yeah, Virgil. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing the mustache now on Kurt Russell. There's a lot of Earps in this. Yeah? There's there's Virgil Earp uh-huh. and Morgan Earp, played by Bill Paxton. How about Herp Derp? There ain't no, there's no Herp Derp. <laughs> uh, Jane Longshore, our old pal, says, from Ghostbusters, I love this town. Yeah. It's a good That's last good. line. That's a good last line. And what's what's the one from Chinatown that just says the name of the movie? It's like, it, it, it's Chinatown. Yeah, forget about it, Jake. Forget about it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It's Chinatown. Yeah, that's another good example. Yeah. Uh, Matthew A. Trotta says, The Great Gatsby, So we beat on, boats against the current, borne back ceaselessly into the past. And then we'll finish up with Kyle Knox, one of the great iconic last lines ever, Noel, from Back to the Future. I'm sure you know it by heart, right? I know a lot of it, yeah, for sure. Do you know the last line? No. Wait. Sure you do. No. What happens at the end? I don't remember. You don't remember the end of Back to the Future? Well, I mean, a lot of things <laughs> happen at the end. 
Oh, oh, oh he doesn't he say doesn't, end. doesn't he say back to the future? No. Or did he say where are we God. going? Is that we're going back to the future? We're back to the future, Chuck. That's not what he says. That's like in the middle of the movie. All right, what does he say at the end? The end. Doc comes back from the future. Right. The DeLorean is now a spaceship. Right. And he's pouring oh, all the stuff we, in it. Well, where we go, we won't need roads. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Uh, yeah, like, sorry, I need a little prompting. Back to the future. Back to the future, Chuck. <laughs> he does say that in the, uh, in the middle of the picture, though. I think he does. Because he, he does that great look at camera. I'm going to send them back to the future. Man. That's so funny. I love how you blanked on that so hard. You looked so scared. I, well, I mean, because I, I, I knew I should know it, but... It was just, you know how that is when you're like, it's on the I tip know. of your, your brain. Tip of the brain. I put you on the spot. You're still a little flustered. I'm not, Chuck. I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm easing into it, okay? Ease in. I got a call with Waka Flocka Flame at 10, all right? I'm a little stressed about that. Who's that? He's a rapper. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You got a call with the Flocks? He did uh, that song, Hard in the Motherfucking Paint. I don't know any of that It's stuff. about basketball. Yeah? That's what Hard in the Paint means. When you, you go Hard in the are Paint. Are we doing a show with him? I would. I'll, I'll see what I can do, Chuck. Is that what it's about? Yeah, maybe. Developing yeah, a show? Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, we'll see. That's insider shit, everyone. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Uh, all right, we're going to move on to uh, one from March, Noel. Social Studies After Dark. Remember mm. when I asked about favorite sex scene? Yes. This is good. This has got 318 comments. And uh, we'll just buzz through some of these. Uh, Dave Lindquist says, Demolition Man with the headsets. Wait, why are they wearing headsets? Nah, I don't remember. I, I walked it, out of that movie. Some kind of future sex? <laughs> I guess so. Back to the future sex! <laughs> Uh, our oldest of pals, uh, Stellan Carlson, says Bradley Cooper and Michael Ian Black in Wet Hot American Summer. 
Yes. Uh, it's the one serious part of a very silly, silly movie, which they're I love. They're wearing masks. They're wearing masks, I think. Uh, no, they're not wearing masks. Oh, no, I'm thinking that's in the, that's in the, I'm sorry, that's in the, the new, the reboot or whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, yes, no, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. Mm-hmm. He said it's uh, usually anything uh, gay, which he put in quotes, in a comedy means we're the butt of the joke, but not this time. No. It's really quite beautiful. It is. It's a very nice scene. I agree. I think they, uh, that was a pretty fun choice to just be like, let's treat this as a really romantic love scene between these two guys. It was great. And it worked well in context of the film. That was otherwise very silly. Uh, Derek Tindall, my old friend from high school and elementary school. How about that? That's exciting, Chuck. And are you guys? Have you guys reconnected? Uh, no, I mean just on Facebook. But yeah, Derek, I've known since I was six, That's and cool. he's uh, he's a DP now. I think he lives in, I think North Carolina, and is a director of photography. So our careers have aligned somewhat. Uh, funny enough. So how you doing, Derek? Good to see you, old friend. He says this. I'm surprised no one mentioned Out of Sight. Oh, boy, Derek, just listen to the episode on that one. Uh, maybe it's more of a seduction scene. Uh, no, nah, I mean, there is a sex scene. It, it doesn't really show them getting down, but I count that. And he says, let's not forget some of the hilarity in Skin Deep, especially the glow-in-the-dark condoms. I didn't I see this, Skin Deep. I don't know this film. I don't either. Really quick, Chuck, just not to derail, but did you know that uh, the director of Tombstone was a guy named George P. Cosmatos and his son... Is Panos Cosmatos, who directed Mandy, one of my favorite pictures. So, what did his dad direct? Tombstone. Oh, interesting. And I think that he he worked on it when he was a kid. He was like a deep. He was like a, a PA or whatever. PA or whatever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Neat. I like that. And all throwing out the knowledge. Uh, part of the Nessa Squad, Vanessa Cashman, says true romance when Clarence in Alabama in the phone booth. With Dick Ritchie on the line. Love the shoes on the phone books. Chantilly lace playing. Yeah, that's a pretty classic scene. It's fun. And slightly hot for being a phone booth jam. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, Tracy Driver McCarthy. The Thomas Crown Affair. Pierce Brosnan and Rene Russo over uh, all over his house and staircase. Oh, my. And she got a lot of up likes and loves for that one. And even some comments. I don't think I saw that. What's the what's the movie called? Uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. Oh, I, I, didn't, I saw the original. I did not see that remake though. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, and uh, commented Kim Merritt says one of my favorites too. Tracy Renee Russo was sexy AF in that movie. She is sexy. Yeah, yeah. I, li- I like her in general. Yeah, very She's, beautiful woman. She uh, has a good uh, a poised kind of the way she carries herself. I really like. Yeah, her. she always she always seemed like a classy broad. A classy broad. <laughs> That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Uh, we're kidding, everyone. We don't really call ladies broads. No. Unless it's in jest. Yeah, or if it's like the 50s. Right. Uh, Carolyn Gaston, one of our oldest of friends, says, there's a lot I hate about it now, uh, Woody Allen, that is, in the cheating storyline, but Match Point, the blisteringly hot uh, pairing of Scarlett Johansson and Jonathan Reese Myers, bisexuality reaffirmed. Flames. Yeah, that was a hot scene. That was a hot movie. There's a couple of hot scenes in that movie. I haven't seen it. Match Point was very good. Very good film. Uh, our old pal Dylan Thomas, the poet, says, I don't really have a favorite, but my wife says the hottest of all times uh, was Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling in The Notebook. Yeah. She said, he said, you don't have to see everything. The chemistry is so incredible. I think they, like, they were really in love, too, so that, that helps. Is that the one in the rain? I feel like well, there was certainly a rain shot that's in the scene. cover of the movie, I believe, the, the box. Yeah. I like the Notebook a lot. Yeah, I know people. People I've never seen it. People really like. it. I was a sucker for it. Very, very cl- kind of classic romance. Mm-hmm. Very well acted, 
And then you've got the the them as older people with the Jenna Rollins and James Garner, and it's just you can't, you can't watch it without bawling like a baby. Yeah, I can only imagine. I, I quite enjoyed it. I'm going to stand up for the Notebook anytime. Uh, Gene Sharp says the montage in Deadpool. Yeah, that was good. It's a good sex scene. That woman, uh, the actor, uh, has the longest neck. Very swan-like, long neck. I never noticed. I can't remember her name. She she played. Remember the she v? was in Homeland. Have That's you seen V? I, uh, I remember that. Well, there's a, there's a tell. There's like you know the one from the 80s. I sure. guess. Sure. And then they remade it. Oh. And okay. she was the alien queen, and oh. it, it really took made, made took great advantage of her her long neck. Yeah, alien like. Very alien like. Yeah. <laughs> She's very pretty, but gorgeous. Good yes. actor. Yes, for sure. I liked her in Homeland. Uh, Brendan Reese, one of our old pals, says uh, the first Terminator. He said it was rated R, and for me, my first uh, on-screen topless scene for him. Hot Shots is definitely in there. Watchmen. And the second, Matrix. Speaking of which, how are you feeling about the fourth Matrix coming up? Well, you know, it's funny, Noel, is Matt Frederick and I are recording The Matrix right after this. That's cool. And I asked him yesterday, and it was announced yesterday about the fourth. Yeah. So he was like, dude, how did you know? And of course I didn't know. Yeah. I don't know how I feel. I feel great if it's great. I hope so. Because, <laughs> I mean, the second and third ones were not that great. I, I try to imagine they don't exist. That's yeah, how same. I get by. Yeah. That's how I live my life. <laughs> uh, that's probably a good way. Maybe the fourth will be, like, really cool. Well, it's only Lana. I guarantee Lika- this. Uh, Wachowski. This so is, I'm yeah, not sure why ex- Lily's yeah. not involved. Uh, uh, no, and that worries me a little bit. Really? I don't know. Uh, my, 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 my thing is, like, I bet you they're like, okay, Keanu's blowing the world up with this John Wick situation. You know, he's obviously still got it. Sure. Let's make another Matrix. Now's the time. People love well, that. Well, that had a lot to do with People it. People love that property. Yeah, Keanu, and especially with uh, Toy Story 4, he's like super hot right mm-hmm. now. Hotter than ever. Mm-hmm. You know what's funny is what a baby he was in the Matrix. I'd kind of forgotten. I know. When I saw him, I was like, a little baby Keanu. I know, it's true. 20 fucking years ago. Yeah, it's crazy. Can you believe that? Mm-hmm. What a movie. Holds up. I disagree. Oh, really? Uh, listen, I, I, this is the debate amongst me and, and a lot of my friends. I think it's a very important, great movie. Uh-huh. I think the acting is a little B-movie level, sure. kind of schlocky, but that's sort of what it is. That's yeah. the kind of movie it is. I think this, the special effects suffer from the fact that they've been copied so many times since then mm-hmm. that when you go back and watch the original and you see that bullet time stuff, it just looks kind of hackneyed and like over overdone. But it's not the movie's fault because they're the ones that did it the first time. But I watched it with my kid and she was like, this looks cheesy, you know, Cause it, because she's seen all of the, you know, the, the retreads of it or whatever. Mm. But I do think it's a very, very important film. It took sci-fi, mm-hmm. smart sci-fi, and pushed it, you know, into the mainstream kind of in a really cool way. Like, Interesting. So, I don't know. That's just my take. I think Matt and I will have a different conversation probably. I think you might be right. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Felicia, uh, this is an old friend. Felicia uh, Trulio Brian. I hope I pronounced that right. She said, good luck, Chuck. She said, not a great movie at all, but the sex montage really cracked me up. Sometimes a funny sex scene is, you know, it's a lot, can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Remember that one in the Naked Gun movie where they were in the full body condoms? Uh, sure. That I think was funny. Naked Gun 2, I guess. I think it was yeah. the first one. Or was Maybe it, it was second? the second? I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ashton McDerris Young uh, answered for his wife and himself. Uh, for his wife, it is Black Swan. That was a pretty hot movie. And for himself, it was Pearl Harbor with Kate Beckinsale and Josh Hartnett. Oh, wow. I never saw Pearl Harbor. 
Uh, it's terrible. Yeah, because it struck me as like, what's his face, Bruckheimer trying to do a Titanic. Yeah, you know. Yeah, right, that's what it was. It was yeah. Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael Bay. Excuse me, Brock, but Bruckheimer confused. probably produced it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. It was terrible. It was a. It was dog shit. Okay. One of the worst films. Fair enough. Okay. I left. I went and saw it in the movie theater just because I wanted to see the attack on Pearl, Har- Pearl Harbor because yeah. at the time it was like a you know a spectacle to do a big attack scene like that. Sure. And I watched that scene and then I left. Yeah. The movie theater because it was all this kind of bullshit manufactured dog shit. Yeah. Sorry, romance kind <laughs> of thing, right? Yeah, yeah, got it. So bad. Uh, the script is just beyond awful. It was written by an AI bot as well. Uh, Samantha Rossetti, one of our old friends, says Eminem and Brittany Murphy in Eight Mile. Dur, 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 <laughs> dur T, raw and short. I agree. Uh, Dan Maynard says a McGruber. I never laugh so hard during a sex, sex scene. You really need to watch it, Chuck. I don't know why I haven't seen MacGruber. I haven't either. I love MacGruber, and it's, I heard it's great. It's the Lonely Island guys that made the movie, I too. know. I didn't even realize that until recently. I got to do it. This is one of those things where that's so off my radar, I never think to watch MacGruber. Yep. You know, it's it's one of those whose window passed, and it's not, like, high on the list. Have you seen Hot Rod? No, I haven't seen Hot Rod either. I, I hadn't either. No, so that's the thing, Chuck. You kind of have to be forced to watch a movie like I that. Know. And that's what happened with me and Hot Rod. Like a group of friends, they're like, you haven't seen Hot Rod? And they made me watch Hot Rod, and I, I loved it. It's so funny. All right, we're going to buzz through a few more of these. Uh, Edwin Gee Reeves says, hands down, The Room. Funniest sex scene in movie history. Yeah. Uh, Alessandro Craig D'Amelio says, the train scene in Risky Business. It's pretty hot. Yeah. From my last whole session, uh, you <laughs> may know that I have not seen Risky Business. Yeah, it's it's very hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the subway. Sabrina Mara uh, Firminger says, on the stairs in a history of violence. Yeah, it was good because they were like fighting before that, right? Weren't they like at odds? And I, li- I like that when there's when there's sort of like a tension or whatever. You're like a rough no? No, no, that's not what I'm saying, Chuck. <laughs> I'm saying when the tension kind of turns into uh, very intense uh, uh, physicality. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, Alejandro uh, Meja Green says blue is the warmest color. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a that's a that's, that's up a, there. A doozy. That's a doozy. <laughs> uh, Chris Edwards, Loaded Weapon One from National Lampoon must be another funny one. Uh, and then we'll finish off here with Stephen Michael Lynn says all the puppet sex in the Happy Time Murders, a movie which I refused to see. Oh, it looked awful. It got terrible reviews, and I think they got sued by the Jim Henson. Company. Yeah, I didn't want to see it. No, I feel like we've we've done this segment once before, and we probably already talked about it. But there's that scene in uh, in Amelisa with the with the puppets. Yeah, that's uh, a very human, normal uh, sex scene, very unremarkable in the best way. And I'm pretty sure we already talked about it. But I just want to throw that back in the ring. If you guys haven't seen that yet, really recommend that one. Absolutely. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 
314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, buddy, we're going to finish out with uh, one final social studies. Favorite bad movie. And this was posted uh, in February. And we're going to start it off with Lisa Paluzzi, Grease 2. I also love Grease 2. I'm a cool writer as well, Lisa. You love me through and through. Spice World, Christopher Galpin. <laughs> I love the cheese of it, he says. I never saw Spice World. I would love to see Spice World. Yeah? Because it's like, it's such a... Slice of the of what that period of um, in time was, sure. you know. I bet you and your daughter would have a lot of fun watching Spice World. I think so too, and I it's also see like her thinking it's funny. Oh yeah, for sure we think it's funny, but I also think it's it's like they got a movie. They were fam- they were a pop group who got a movie. Yeah, that doesn't really happen very much anymore. No. You know? Beatles, the Beatles, yeah, exactly. The monkeys, the monkeys. I guess the Jonas Brothers got a movie. Did they? Yeah, but it was more of a concert movie. It wasn't like them oh, having well, that count. adventures. Hijinks. You know, no. Now you gotta have hijinks. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Gordon says Empire Records, so elementary in its storyline and one-dimensional, but damn, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And that Gin Blossom song is fire. Uh, what song is it? It's, uh, hold on. Shit. I'm thinking of other <laughs> Gin Blossom songs. That's all right. I'll, I'm going to Drive all out. over town, let the cops chase no, us around. No, no. Wasn't that the Gin Blossoms? Yeah, that's them, but the one from Empire Records was... Drum roll, please. Till I hear it from you. Oh, oh. I don't know that. I don't take advice from fools. <laughs> Better something, play it cool. I don't know that song. Wow. That's yeah. from Empire Records? That's from Empire Records. It was kind of the big the big song from that movie. A former guest, Matt uh, Bronger, comedian, has a funny bit on the Gin Blossoms in that song. Uh, hey, Jealousy, like the most white privileged song ever. Totally. We drive all over town, let, let the, the cops, cops chase us around. around. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, boy. That's a good you joke. You know, just for funsies. Right. Let's just get. Exactly. Let's just be in a high-speed chase with the police. Because <laughs> we're young and we're wild and we're white. Exactly. Uh, Samantha Sark says, the, the Labyrinth, wonderful 80s movie, full of David Bowie's bulge. Mm, a lot of bulge in that. And uh, old pal William Angus says, I think you've posted in the wrong thread because it's supposed to be about a bad movie. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, look, Labyrinth isn't like, it's not great. Well, I the mean. The puppetry is wonderful. The acting is quite bad. I think everyone's uh, definition of bad movie might be different. I so. think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, Krista Price is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The movie. I had Luke Perry in it. But hey, mistaken. but it, it was the it was the bad movie that launched a Great feminist series. empire. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm not being dismissive at all. I just think Buffy the Vampire Slayer is one of the most kind of smart um, feminist and kind of like queer focused shows sure. ever. And it's, it's great. It was like in the late '90s, early 2000s. It's crazy. Yeah, I watched some of that. I wasn't like part of the Buffy cult, but I got into it a little bit. Uh, Kyle Knox says, Break into Electric Boogaloo and Teen Witch. I don't know Teen Witch. Uh, Benjamin B. Morin says, Hudson Hawk, Bruce Willis's hunt for the perfect cup of cappuccino was ridiculous fun. He got a lot of uplikes for that. That's one of the legendary bad movies. Uh, old pal Alec, uh, Alex Glasnovich, I always say Alex, sorry about that, bud, says, Joe Dirt is bad, but genuinely heartwarming. So there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, our old pal, The Danger of and Gail Kuntz. I have two, The Rock, Oh How I Love This Movie, and um, God Awful Terrible, The Cutting Edge. That's a skating movie. It's got to be, right? It's got to be. I think so. Yeah, it must be. If it's be. not, I don't want I don't, to. I don't know what's wrong. No, it is okay. because uh, in the comments, our old pal, Christine uh, Hostetler says, Topic. So that, that had to be like an ice skating move. Okay, it's got to be. Like the toe of the ice skating. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, D.B. Sweeney. That was cutting edge. Definitely an ice skating movie. Love it. I think he played like a hockey player that gets hurt and has to be a figure skater. That's funny, I guess. But it's also <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I guess for, to be a hockey player, you got to have a lot more brute strength. But don't you have to be in pretty serious, tip-top physical shape to be a figure skater too? It's not like that's sort of like a like a downgrade, you know? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but you know, in a movie. Yeah. From that time period. Got it. It's like a big, tough hockey guy has to wear tights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they play that for laughs. I'm sure. Does he fall in love? He's oh, gotta, he's got to fall in love. I bet. He's got to. You got no movie otherwise. Uh, our oldest of pals and top fan, Debbie Frangadakis, says, Pump up the volume. 80s Christian Slater always will have her heart. Uh, our old pal, Jimmy Mallory, says, Howard the Duck, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Maybe. I mean, I just remember the duck, the lady duck that has boobs, like anatomically. Oh, really? Yeah. Duck boobs? Duck boobs, but human boobs on a duck puppet creature. I think that's called duck breast. No. That's, well, that's that's different, Chuck. Some people put that on a plate. I know, and it's a a delicacy, but this is not that at all. This is something (laughs) that shouldn't exist in the world. Uh, Susan Partington says, is Joe versus the volcano a bad movie? No, it's not. But she says, I love it, and seems like some people hate it. And she had a nice little discussion here with folks. Matt Lowe, good movie. Um, Abigail Gonzalez, I love that movie. Barb Bechtold-Wright, brilliant movie. Jeff Clark, no, it's honestly a great movie and a favorite of Chuck's, totally. Michael Griffith, one of you really fight a volcano? Huh? He, well, I'm not going to tell you the ending, but okay. he is. Uh, the plot of the movie is that he is to sacrifice himself into the mouth of a volcano oh, to appease the gods. I see. Because he is at the end of his life and he gotcha. wants to die nobly. Oh, it's a cool. great, great, great movie. I'll check it out. Yeah, by no means a bad movie. All right, let's do like a couple of more here. Christina Marsden, uh, Marsden says Troll Two 
I can't believe it's not supposed to be that bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's the best part of that movie. Are you? Is that Troll 2? Troll 2. Not Trolls? No, it's Troll 2. Okay, I haven't seen Troll or Troll Or maybe it's all Troll. There's a documentary about Troll 2. It's called Best Worst Movie. Oh, really? And it's about just the making of that movie. Like, the guy that's the star of it is like a dentist. Like, he was a non-actor. Everything about the production of that movie is, is bonkers. It's great. All right. Yeah. I saw the first one. And I think the second one has nothing to do with the first one as well. Uh, it's, it's like just... a total. It's a total departure. Oh, okay. They're, 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 they end up in this town called Nilbog. Mm. Nil? Nilbog. Spelled backwards is goblin. Oh, and it's a big okay. reveal when they figure that out. It's like a, <laughs> it's reflected in a mirror and they're like, wait a minute. And here's the thing. It's goblins, but the movie's called Troll. Right. There's all kinds of, I don't even get me started on Troll 2. Man, I yeah. need to check that out. The, the documentary is really fun. I need to see some of those schlocky movies, yep. but again, I'm getting to the age where I'm like, why do I want to waste my time with that when I can watch MacGruber? It's, well, schlocky movies are fun. You like Mystery Science? You ever watched any of those? Sure. I love yeah, that, but that's fun. got the added element of the comedy on top but of it. you're funny, Chuck. You can watch so a I schlocky do movie. That. You can be that guy. We I could do that. that. Me and my friend Mark in Arizona, when I lived in Yuma for a year, used to sit around and uh, turn the volume down on TV shows and do uh, just improvise the characters and stuff they were saying. It's a lot of fun. Good improv exercise, too. All right, we'll finish up here with Jessica uh, Michnik Rubenstein. Great name. She says, Idle Hands and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. I remember that one. Both terrible and hilarious. Yeah. Good stuff, everybody. All right, that's all the time we have. Noel's going to go get his Waka Flocka on. Uh, good luck with that. Thanks. And uh, we'll be back next Monday for you. See you then, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's Beyond Zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.